Morris, where art thou? Would you like to come and read to us? There are three readings today. Uh, Psalm 23, and two verses from Titus 3, and two from Matthew 11. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarrelling, to be gentle, and to show every courtesy to everyone. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will rest for your souls. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, Morris. Shall we pray? Oh, Heavenly Father, will you speak to us once again through your word and pour out upon us more of your grace that we may see more of you and follow you more closely and be empowered to live after the example of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our Good Shepherd. Amen. I wonder, if you've, I wonder how many of you have been here, though, or not here, but in, in this service, the 10 o'clock service, over the last eight weeks or so. Probably quite a number of us. Uh, it was back on the 1st of September uh, that Ian introduced this whole series on the fruit of the Spirit. And, of course, each Sunday since then, uh, we've looked at a particular segment of that fruit. And for those of you who can count, um, we've so far done seven of those nine segments. Um, don't cheat. Don't look at your bit of paper. Can you remember what the, those nine segments are? Should we start at the beginning? Come on, let's see how well we do. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness... Faithfulness. That's the seven we've done. And we come today to gentleness. Come on, say it again. Okay, make sure we're all focusing on the same sort of thing. Yes, uh, and there's one more to go. So make sure you're here next Sunday. And next Sunday it will be self-control. Okay. You know, yesterday we went shopping um, at um, Waitrose. And uh, later in, in the day, uh, on my emails, I got a, 
uh, a message saying, um, would you like to reply to this little survey and uh, tell us um, about your experience uh, and to say whether you were satisfied, whether you had all that you wanted to get, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So can I just throw out to you now that little request and say, um, have you found the series that we've been doing helpful? Has it made any difference to the way you have been living in the last um, eight weeks or so? Made a difference to the way you've behaved? Have you given any thought to when you've been spending your days about love and patience and joy and all the rest of it in your life? Do you feel the fruit has developed and ripened in any way in your life? Do you know, this last week, I picked up an orange from the fruit bowl. And uh, it looked pretty good on the outside. But when I peeled it back, I found one segment had dried up. And there were a couple of others that looked rather manky. And, you know, immediately I found myself beginning to think about the different parts of the Holy Spirit's fruit in my own life. I wonder if there, how, how many segments have gone a bit manky or perhaps even dried up? Yeah, I thought about joy, peace, patience. And, of course, knowing that I was having to speak this morning on gentleness, I found myself thinking back to, it must be seven or eight weeks ago, when I was arranging a third-party mandate uh, for the accounts of a person who was dying. And the bank just dragged its feet and didn't honour its promise to um, authorise the mandate within a week. And I just had to fight to resolve the whole matter. <gasps> had I been gentle, had that segment of gentleness gone manky or completely dried up in me? What about you? What about you as you look back on the last few weeks? Have you had any experiences uh, in the last week or weeks when goodness has kicked in or you jolly well know that goodness should have kicked in and didn't <clears throat> a time when perhaps you, when you were amazingly kind and oh wow you were able to say thank you God for that fruit in, in my life or has there been a, a faithful experience or one when faith was wavering have you been powerfully aware that love had been the motivating force for any of your thoughts and words and deeds? Have you found yourself praying specifically for, I don't know, for more joy or for more patience or whatever? Is there a particular part of the Holy Spirit's fruit in you that's gone manky or completely dried up? You see, I'd like to think that 
what we've heard and focused on in the last eight weeks has stirred up in us a greater awareness of what the Holy Spirit's fruit is doing in our lives. I say that by way of introduction, really, because what we're going to look at about gentleness, is it going to make any difference? Are we going to remember this? Are we going to respond in any way? Come on, let's look. Let's look at gentleness. How would you define gentleness? Come on, if I really pushed you hard to find a word or two to describe gentleness, I know what you'd say. Don't answer me. Just think about it for a moment. What does it mean to be gentle? To be courteous towards others? To be considerate? To be cooperative? I don't know, perhaps to be even submissive at times. To to be sensitive, I believe, to how our words and actions actually affect others. To be really sensitive to how our words and actions affect others. Not to insist on always having my own way. Then I I picked up this little phrase. Gentleness is the strength of being tender. Gentleness is the strength of being tender. Wow. Do you know, we live in a world where, uh, in which many, many people are aggressive, where they are uncaring and insensitive to the feelings of others. I think it's particularly evident in the business world, where everything seems to be directed towards productivity and profit, and where a competitive spirit invariably prevails, as a result of which there seems to be very little or no room at all for gentleness. And you know, Christ reminds us that we are in the world, but we do not have to be of the world. We are to be different so that people will observe and notice the difference in us and be drawn to Christ through that. And you know, in the coldness and the competitive hostility around us, it's particularly important that those who follow Jesus shine for him, reflecting his light and his love and displaying gentleness. Displaying gentleness what I would refer to as that often neglected uh, fruit of the Spirit. You know, I grew up with the hymn, uh, Gentle Jesus, meek and mild, look upon a little child, pity my simplicity and suffer me to come to thee. Oh, you know, I think when we hear that language used about Jesus, please, it doesn't mean that he was a wimp who never raised his voice or stood up to others. On the contrary, Jesus could speak the truth very boldly, and he confronted people with great strength. The Gospels have many, many illustrations of that. But you know, his greatest strength was seen in his gentleness. It was in his gentleness 
that we see the strength of Jesus. Jesus didn't get aggressive, he didn't get belligerent, he didn't bully or belittle others, and he made time for those whom the rest of society did bully, belittle, and reject. You see, over and over again, as we look through uh, the, the, the whole of the Gospels, we see Christ coming to the weak, never to the strong. He came to those who were broken, not those who were whole. He sought the sinful, not the righteous. He met with those who were empty so that he could fill them. Yes, he gave rest to the weary. He gave strength to the weak. To those who were worn out, he gave rest and refreshment. And to all who repented, he responded not with a telling off, but with a grace of forgiveness. He dealt with each and every one, not with harshness, but always with gentleness. And we have that picture of him in Psalm 23, as David speaks of that gentle, caring shepherd, the good shepherd who knows the green pastures, who knows the still waters that restore, and he gently leads And we reach those places only by following him obediently. And even in the midst of death, he accompanies us and leads us who believe to dwell with him forever. And in the Gospels, too, we read there of Jesus as the good shepherd, the good shepherd who lovingly, caringly, gently goes on seeking and seeking and seeking for that lost sheep until he finds him or her. And in that gospel passage that Morris read to us, we read there about Jesus Christ himself speaking of his own gentleness. Look at those verses. Come to me, all all of you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, uh, my, upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Oh, what a loving and gentle invitation our Lord gives to all who are weary and heavy laden. Jesus is gentle because he knows our needs. He knows the anguish of our heart. He knows our failures, our disappointments, our frustration. And with tender, loving care, he offers us rest in him and to learn from him. He even makes his yoke comfortable for us, one that's not burdensome, but one that is just easy and light. You know, in his letter to the church in Corinth, Paul had some pretty tough things to say to those who were in the church fellowship. There was a need for relationships there to be healed and for spiritual restoration. And he saw that gentleness was the key to that goal. He begins by saying, by the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you. Do you get the point? 
Paul modelled himself on the example of Jesus, highlighting the importance of gentleness. You know, not surprising, therefore, that we find so many references to gentleness in his letters. He writes to the Ephesians and he says, I beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you've been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. To the church in Philippi, he says, let your gentleness be known to everyone. His letter to Titus, speak evil of no one, avoid quarreling, be gentle and show every courtesy to everyone. Paul even addresses bishops in his letters, telling them, never be violent, always be gentle. And to Pastor Timothy, as Paul instructs him and encourages him, he writes, don't quarrel, be kind to everyone, able to teach, be patient with difficult people, correct to those who oppose the truth with gentleness. Interestingly, in that last little bit there to Timothy, there are three segments of the fruit, kindness, patience, but there's gentleness there again. Let's take note that Paul, in his letters, addresses everyone. Doesn't hold back from telling bishops. Doesn't hold back from telling the pastors. He tells everyone in the church. He's telling you and me. Be gentle. Dude, I've never heard a sermon on gentleness. And talking with Ian, he too couldn't recall ever hearing such a sermon. And certainly had never preached one. I expect... Is indeed, I think, the most neglected segment of the Holy Spirit's fruit. And I think it's rarely seen as a marked characteristic in our lives. You know, as I look around and I look at myself and all the rest of it, how often does gentleness come through as being a marked characteristic? And you know, if God is going to harvest a fully ripened and mature fruit in us, then every segment has to be there and has to be actively exercised in the way we live and behave. It may be that if we are running low and finding it very difficult to be gentle, we just need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit for more, more gentleness in our lives. You know, today, tomorrow, and in all our tomorrows, wherever we are and with whomsoever we meet, let's be seen and known as people who are gentle. And that being gentle, we will be careful not to offend. And if anyone offends us or sins against us, We should not seek to retaliate, but want to forgive. After the example of Jesus, who was gentle. And that being gentle, we shall always be seeking the welfare of others, and not only of ourselves. And that courtesy and consideration 
will always be the hallmarks of our gentleness. Come on, let's pray. Oh, Holy Spirit, we pray that you will go on filling us with yourself and cause your fruit to ripen in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.